Greetings, everyone, and welcome to episode 64 of Teaching Tales, the podcast totally devoted to sharing stories from the world of education. I am Brent Coley, an elementary principal in beautiful Southern California. Summer break has almost begun. I'm still at work, but no students, so we're getting some work done. And I'm taking some time today. I am so excited. Joining me today is Tamara Letter. Tamara, how are you doing today? I am doing great, Brent. I'm so excited to be on your show today. Awesome. Well, I know we, we were just talking before we started recording that the end of the school year, as anybody listening right now who is in education knows, is like absolutely crazy. We've been trying to get our calendars aligning so that we could do this and it took school ending for it to actually happen but i'm so glad that we can do it now all right so for anyone who is not familiar with with you tamara um because i i have followed we have never met in person but i have followed you online on twitter and i have started reading your book which i am loving and we'll talk a little bit about that today who is tamara letter well, Tamara Letter is a multifaceted person. <laughs> uh, I definitely have a variety of labels, as most people do. Uh, I'm a mom of three amazing kids, and I'm an educator. I'm going into my 21st year as an educator. I have taught elementary school. I've taught at the district level as a differentiation specialist. And I'm currently in a role where I'm an instructional technologist, and I also coach teachers on how to use technology in the classroom room and use it well. And I've been in this role for, golly, I guess I just finished my 11th year in this role. Each year is different and there's so many new things to learn and technology moves so quickly that I feel like every day is a new day in this position for sure. Absolutely. No, you're, you're right. What, what was the, the thing one day next year is like defunct, like that company's gone out of business or something better has come along and taken its place. Well, that's exciting. That's that's very exciting. So today, I mean, every one of our episodes, every one of the episodes of the podcast, we have a different theme. I know uh, I talked with Brandon Blom a couple episodes ago about standards-based grading. I've talked about the power of relationships. Today's theme is kindness, which I know you have a passion for, pun intended. So, <laughs> um, so you you have re recently written and released a book called. A Passion for Kindness, which I have started to read, and it is awesome. Can you kind of share the story, what, why kindness? And I mean, not that you're going to have to convince me, but what, what, <laughs> what, what spurred you to, to share a message and share stories about the topic of kindness? Well, Brenton, it's been a long journey, actually, to get to this point. Um, and I think the, the two paths have been separated paths that have joined together. So, uh, I think I've always had that little seed of wanting to be an author, uh, that dream would go back to my elementary days, um, sitting in the classroom and thinking about, wow, what would it be like if I could write a book just like the authors that are writing the books that I'm reading? So I think that little seed was planted in me so many years ago. And then really the kindness topic and the kindness theme didn't uh, directly impact my life until I got into my 40s, actually. Mm. <laughs> I was um, celebrating my 40th birthday and decided I wanted to do something a little bit different in that milestone year. And I made the decision to 
do 40 acts of kindness and to write the stories of everything I did. And it was a little uh, bit of risk taking for me. Uh, I didn't know at the time how to share my stories online. I didn't know what the reception would be for sharing those stories because it didn't matter how simple the act of kindness was. I still wrote a whole story about it. So if I opened the door for you that day, lo and behold, that afternoon, I was writing a blog post about opening the door for you. And uh, it was a little bit unconventional, I think, of a way to celebrate a birthday. But the more I started writing and sharing and the more acts of kindness I did, I started to realize, oh my goodness, this is actually part of who I am. And um, as the different events occurred throughout my journey, which I talk about in the book, uh, I started to kind of have that eureka moment of this is my purpose. We always talk about why are you an educator? Why are you, why are you choosing to stay in this path? And I've always thought that I was in education for students. And I suddenly realized why I'm in there for students mm. because I want to help the students to become the best people they possibly can be. And it really does start with kindness and it starts early. So that, um, that journey for me was something that I felt had value for other educators. And so many different events happened along the way that I thought, wow, I wonder if other people would like to hear these stories too, uh, or if people would like to join me on this journey and maybe start their kindness adventure as well. So that's what kind of sparked the book. And uh, I had to overcome a little bit of fear putting that book pitch together, but I did. And I sent it off to Dave Burgess Consulting. And lo and behold, I got a book contract and now my story's out there for the world to see. That That is awesome. And, and, it, it, as somebody who it, I, I'm passionate about stories, that's why we're doing this podcast, and it's why I wrote my book to share my stories too. And I completely relate. It's one of the most terrifying things I've ever <laughs> done. Is I don't know if you can relate to that. Is is writing that and putting your stories out there? That oh, I wonder if somebody's gonna if this is gonna resonate. I wonder if 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 somebody's gonna like this. <laughs> so very vulnerable. It's being very vulnerable. Very but, much so, yes. Yeah, but I loved, I mean, you're so right. I mean, we talk about, we hear so often relationships. It's not about curriculum, it's about relationships. And that's totally true. And those relationships start with kindness. I mean, and it's so easy. I love how, again, I started I started reading your book and I love, I love the story that you shared at the beginning when you talked with your students about, has anyone been the new kid in school? And then you shared your experience being the new kid in school. And that just really resonated with me um, because I think every, so I mean, how, how your student, do you want to share that story you, real quickly? Sure, absolutely. Uh, I was in the role that I am as an instructional technologist. I don't have students of my own. So uh, when I go into the classroom to support teachers with their instruction, I kind of adopt their students. And I have a couple of classes that decided to dive a little bit deeper into kindness and make it a priority for lessons and conversations. And so in this particular case, I was working with a fifth grade teacher and her students. And we were about halfway through the year talking about kindness and doing different lessons and activities and, and integrating technology sometimes, but sometimes not. And we were suddenly realizing that 
we just hit a part of the school year where the girl, it was an all girls class and they, they just were nitpicking. They, they just weren't getting along. Mm -hmm. And we realized that we could give them yet another lecture like everybody does, or we could pull them in with a story, show them by example of how their words impact others. And in that planning time with the collaborating teacher, I said, you know, I've been the new kid in town. I know what it feels like to have someone be mean to me. And we started reminiscing about our bad experiences as kids. And I thought, what if your kids who have grown to have a pretty strong relationship with me, listen to me being vulnerable, sharing a time where people's words really dug deep and hurt me and stayed with me for years and years. Mm -hmm. Maybe that's what it might take to get them to kind of stop and think about what they're doing. Um, and so that's what we did. We planned the lesson accordingly. And I started the, the lesson um, talking about my own experiences of being the new girl in, in school and not knowing, you know, all the feelings that go into not knowing where you're going or what you're doing and the insecurities. And, you know, how does that all fit in as you're just trying to be at school and walking in mid-year in a class where everyone's already got their friends, they already have their social circles carved out, and you don't. And the first thing, you know, especially younger kids do, middle kids, secondary students do it as well, is they judge you. They look at you. They make assumptions. Adults do it too. And, um, you know, it's natural to have that happen, but we have to be careful that the thoughts that pop in our head aren't the words that pop out of our mouth. <laughs> Because those words matter, you know, how we talk to people, how we treat them makes a difference. And so I shared some of the words that people had said to me about me that I overheard and how, you know, I'm in my 40s now. I still remember that. Mm -hmm. It's still so vivid. I don't remember what my teacher taught me that year. I don't remember the field trips that we went on. But I sure do remember those students' reactions when I walked into that classroom for the very first time. And so that led to uh, some other activities where we had the kids role playing and we ended up our lesson creating a Google form for the teacher, or the students to complete anytime they had something they wanted to tell the teacher. Uh, it was one of those, if I, I wish my teacher knew, mm. but we made it digital and we made it accessible 24 seven. So we took that Google form link gave it a URL shortener. So it was really quick and easy to type. And that helped us to communicate with the girls whenever they were having issues and to help us realize when we might need to intervene to help them be kinder to one another. So it was a very impactful lesson. That's awesome. Well, I think so often that kindness that we can show to our students. I know when you were asking your kids it was so negative. You were just sharing the story like kids were just like, oh, they did this, they did this. And then one of your students said, my teacher was nice to me. And I think you write, you write one of your things and I was highlighting and I want to try to pull it up here. Actually, I wrote it down. Do your words make people smile? That, that, was, that was something that just leapt off the page. At <laughs> it really did because um, so often it doesn't even have to be your words, I think. I asked, I asked some of, I asked social media and doing some research for a similar to write on this topic was 
what do you remember from your teachers, like from your favorite teacher? Then kind of like you just said, you don't remember the lessons that were taught. You don't remember the field trips you went on, it, which I know that your, your teachers probably spent a whole lot of time on that. <laughs> you don't remember any of that, nor do I, but you, but you remember those smiles. You remember, I, I had a, some, I had a teacher tell me, what do you remember about your teacher? And the teacher responded, she smiled at me. 20 years later, that was what she remembered. And I just think it's so powerful that, I mean, I just reflected like, do my words make other people smile? Yeah, words are important. And, and I think sometimes we, we underestimate the value that each of us have to transform someone else's day. Yeah. People view kindness sometimes as this natural attribute that people have and, and they sometimes kind of want to shrug it off as not a big deal. But what I find is that kindness is, is kind of challenging sometimes. It's kind of hard to be kind to people that are a little rough around the edges. And, um, but it matters and it's important. Mm -hmm. And if you can go through your day and you can make somebody smile, it just, it just plants a seed within them to want to do the same for someone else. And so that kindness just spreads from one person to the next. And even though the one little act you did may not seem that big, it's really tiny, it can have just a monumental impact on those that are around you. Absolutely. Because you, you never know what kind of day that person is having. And, and I think with our young students, but not just with our students, I mean, you work a lot with teachers. I mean, you don't have a roster of students of your own. So you work with teachers and their students. I work with students, but also teachers as a site principal. And the power that, that our simple actions, hey, nice haircut. Like your haircut. So literally something like that could take a student going home like, oh my gosh, he noticed my haircut. He noticed my new shoes. Just kind words like that, and as innocuous as they may sound or, or seem, can can be what that what a student remembers 30 40 years later well what those words tell those students and teachers too is i noticed you mm -hmm. you matter you're not invisible um you are important to me you're so important that i actually stopped what i was doing stopped what i was thinking about to look you in the eye to make contact with you to take a moment out of my day to just connect with you and those are the little impacts of just that one little phrase. It's, it's not just about the words. It's about the value that's attached to that relationship that is growing when you make those comments to one another. Absolutely. And, and I loved how you said stopping what you're doing. I'm guilty sometimes. It's something that I'm still working on is if, some, if I'm talking to somebody, and I don't know if you've ever been there and you're at the computer taking the hands off the keyboard, moving your body <laughs> away from the monitor and looking the person because we want to multitask. I got a lot that I got to get done, but stopping what I'm doing and looking the person in the eyes and giving them their attention because it does exactly what you said. You are what's most important right now. Everything else needs to be put on the back burner. How can I help you? I'm not always great at that, but it's something that, that I'm recognizing that I need to get better at. Right. And those are habits and things that we need to model for our students, too, because they're growing up in a digital world. And it's very different from the one that all of us as educators grew up in. I mean, I look back and I think, 
you know, the funny story I always tell my kids is, well, when I went to college, we didn't even have the internet, you know, which of course makes me sound like I'm 150 years old, but it hasn't been that long ago. Um, but the kids nowadays, uh, it is, it's just a completely different world and their access to technology, whether it isolates them or actually makes them more connected, depending on how they use it, they still need guidance in how to um, harness those platforms that they're using to communicate with one another and they need to know when to put the devices aside mm -hmm. and have some face-to-face -face <laughs> connection um, and and just how to navigate that so I love that you are recognizing that within yourself and recognizing how that impacts that value statement that you're giving to others when you're listening to them still got a ways to go but I'm trying <laughs> hey can you can you think of can you share a story like a time when you've seen whether a teacher do one of those, whether it's a random act of kindness or an intentional act of kindness or students doing it to students where you were just like, oh, my gosh, that's that is worth sharing. Do you have a story like that? Oh, my goodness. We could be here on this podcast for years <laughs> with all the stories. No. So one of my one of my many, many favorite stories, um, we do kindness passion projects with some of our classes at school um, that dive a little bit deeper with the kindness initiative. And the premise of that project is where the students actually receive money. They receive a ten dollar bill and they design their own kindness project to do whatever they want to do. And the only specifications we give for them is that it has to uh, be spent on someone else uh, outside of the community is ideal. But if it's at school, that's fine. But it can't be like your best friend. It can't be your mom. Um, and you have to design the project from start to finish. You have to create a budget of what you're going to spend, how much it's going to cost. You have to research it all. And then you have to do the act of kindness and share your voice with the world because that ripple effect of kindness occurs mm -hmm. when we share our stories. And I know there's a lot of people out there who might think, well, you know, I do my acts of kindness in private and I don't want to share that because it's not about the attention. It's about being kind. And I completely agree with that mindset. But if nobody ever shared any of their stories, nobody would be inspired to do more and exactly. to have some different ideas. So one of my favorite stories from the Kindness Passion Project I had a student who um, was really excited about her project. She was going to um, do it at home and she didn't quite want to tell us at first what she was doing, but she said that her dad might help her. And we were like, okay, well that's, you know, we want the parents to be, to know what you're doing. And if they need to help you, that's perfectly fine. Well, what she ended up doing was she took her $10 and she bought note cards and fancy pens because mm -hmm. she didn't have fancy pens. And this was a big deal for her to have these, these fancy gel pens. And this stack of 50 index cards, she wrote compliments, one compliment for every single card in the stack. And then she went out and during the day and hid them on our school playground mm. for other students to find and keep. And it was just so exciting to be with her and to see the joy radiating off her face when she went outside to hide them. Uh, she invited me to help her because 50 cards is a lot mm -hmm. <laughs> to hide when you only have a few minutes. 
Um, and so we did, we hit the cards and we were like, you know what, we may never know what happens. We may never hear back from this act of kindness because sometimes that's how it works. But we know that you're impacting somebody in a big way. Well, the very next week, I was working with a different class with different students, and they had one of her cards mm. in their desk. And the teacher told me that the student in her class had found it on the playground and was so inspired that he was taking white paper and cutting them up into little pieces of paper to write his own compliments to hide in other places around the school. Mm. That's the impact of kindness. <laughs> That's I know it doesn't have to be these big things there. The, the kids have such great ideas and to, for them to see how they are so empowered yeah. to change other people's trajectory and what they're doing. It's just incredible. Absolutely incredible. And, and something as simple as like, like she bought nice cards and nice pens, but mm -hmm. that inspired a classmate to just do it on plain white paper, cutting it out. Cause it's, it's really, yes, the nice cards and nice pens are nice, but it's about the words on that card. Yes. And I love the fact that it was found in a desk later oh. and inspired that kiddo to do it. And I'm going to go back. I was jotting down something that you'd said, because, and I agree with you and you agree too, that yes, we're not doing it. I wrote down, you're not sharing these types of stories for the glory. That's not, <laughs> no. why, that's not why you're doing, you don't do a random act or an intentional act of kindness for the glory of like, Hey, look what I did, but you do it like you said to inspire i think about those we've all watched i'm sure those youtube videos of of cool things where people do do kind things for other people aren't uploading that for glory they're uploading that to inspire people which then inspires other people and that reminds me uh during the last week of school uh one of my fifth grade teachers came up and said hey brent uh do you have a minute and i said sure what's up and he's like don't worry it's a good thing <laughs> it's like Whoo, good. <laughs> no fights on the playground or anything like that he said no no i, I want to share with you a story of what just happened with my class and he's like and you're gonna love this i'm like have a seat my friend and he says we're out we were out playing wiffle ball last week of school you got a lot of these fun days and, and game days and stuff like that he said i took my class out we were playing wiffle ball and one of the students from one of our special education classes had come and joined the class. He was mainstreaming for some time in there. And it was his turn up to bat. And the teacher says, it was his turn up to bat and I was pitching to him. And I kept pitching, he kept swinging and missing, kept swinging and missing, probably took about 15 pitches, but he finally, he hit the ball. And it was a little short pop fly into right near one of my students. And he said, and my student like put his hands up and dropped the ball. <gasps> But, but did it in a way, he's like, but Brent, he did it in a way that didn't look like he was trying to drop the ball, mm -hmm. but he was trying to drop the ball. <laughs> he kind of did that, and the student, meanwhile, was running to first base, and he throws it, and he overthrows first base, and student rounds first, and he's now heading to second base, and all the students are getting the ball, and they're throwing it, and the teacher says, Brent, the students are like lowly, but, but saying like, drop the ball drop the ball, like throw it on a, in a, in a way that was, 
he said, and I was getting like major goosebumps listening to the story because the class recognized, let's do something kind mm -hmm. for one of our fellow students. So meanwhile, the kid is going all the way around the bases, comes all the way home, and the teacher says that he, he looked at the teacher, he gave a big old thumbs up and a <laughs> smile on his face that was kind of like, I did it. Aww. And he said, I didn't tell my students to do that. That was 100% on their own. And he said, they probably, this is kind of what inspired me to tell the story, they probably saw a YouTube video Mm. similar to this where somebody was doing that act of kindness where, or I mean, I've seen the football ones where you got this little eight-year-old on a college football field and everyone's trying to dive and tackle him and he runs for a touchdown. They've probably seen something like that and it inspired them and everybody just jumped on the bandwagon and did an incredible act of kindness for this kiddo. Mm -hmm. And He probably went home. How was your day at school today? I hit a home run and just completely... It's probably something he'll remember for the rest of his life. So, absolutely, and and that's the importance of sharing our stories, mm -hmm. and also showing the students how to share their stories as well. Yeah. Um, because it, they don't have to be adults to use um, digital media in a way to represent who they are and what they believe, and inspiring other people. There's no age limit on inspiration. And so we have to remind our students that it doesn't matter what age you are. It doesn't matter what background you have. Every single person has the power to transform someone else. You just have to make a choice to be kind. There's no age limit on inspiration. Oh, my gosh. I'm jotting this down. <laughs> that's that's tweet worthy, Tamara. That, that's going to go on <laughs> a little bit later today. That's that's fantastic. Hey, uh, if, if you have time to share, do you have another, I know you have another story. Will you share like one more example of, of something? Because I'm getting something out of this. Th these are like things like, well, I could do this. I could do this with my class. I'm hoping that anyone listening right now is taking something like this and like, oh, let, let me try to replicate that. Do you have another story that, similar to the one you just told? Absolutely. Um, we definitely try to um, instill kindness in our students in a multitude of ways. And I know that there, if you're looking for kindness ideas, oh my goodness, you can just, um, you know, scroll through passion for kindness hashtag on Twitter because lots of people are sharing there or just Google kindness activities and see what comes up. Uh, but one thing that we did with some students is, um, and we actually were inspired by an eight-year-old boy in Texas. Uh, I write about it in the book, but there is a boy there um, named Jet Stream Jax. And I came into contact with him through Barbara Gruner. She was a student at his school. And um, this is the time when the hurricanes were coming through his community. And um, they were desperately needing some help and and their community just got slaughtered by this hurricane. I mean, trees down and flooding and, and people lost their homes and massive, massive tragedies with all of that. And so anyway, he wanted to do something. And so he decided to have a fundraiser where people could just donate coins and send it to this organization and they would rebuild playgrounds that were affected by the hurricane, not only in Texas, but also Florida and Puerto Rico. 
And so when I saw his video on YouTube, I, instantly, I was like, oh my gosh, I have to ditch our whole lessons <laughs> on what we're doing for <laughs> kindness because this kid is incredible. And so I showed it to my students and said, what should we do? And they said, oh my gosh, we need to collect coins for, for Jetstream Jackson. I said, okay, let's collect coins. So we collected coins and we sent them on and uh, we figured that was it. You know, we did our part and, and hopefully they got the money and, and all as well. Well, we ended up staying in contact with him and we got to see the transformation of the playground being built. We got to connect with him on uh, Google Hangouts and actually see him run around the playground and play on the equipment and answer questions for us. And one of the things that they did as they were rebuilding their playground is they created a peace garden um, that was filled with colored rocks that the families had come together to paint and to design. And so for our school and our classes, we had decided, wow, we should paint some rocks too. That sounds like fun. And in our local community, we have RVA rocks, uh, hashtag RVA rocks. And it's uh, just a, an organic community that uh, puts positive messages on little rocks and hides them. And when you find them, you can take a picture of it and show it on their Facebook group and rehide them or keep them. So we decided to do that as well and make these kindness rocks. Um, well, the day that we were painting kindness rocks, we had invited our local news crew in nice. to see what we were doing. Because again, telling your story, sharing your story with the world is important. And what better way than to have your local news station actually sharing some kindness on their evening news. So we paint these kindness rocks. And lo and behold, that was the same day that we had the tragedy strike at Stoneman Douglas. Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School. Mm -hmm. And um, the kids decided they wanted to send their kindness rocks to them wow. instead of keeping them at our own school. And so to have students pour their hearts into creating these mementos of kindness and hope and joy for people that needed that so much in that moment was simply inspirational. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times I've seen other classes and other schools make kindness rocks and, and hide them around their, their communities. And you just never know. You never know who's going to need that little pick-me-up. You never know when one person is going to come across a rock that says, you matter, you're worth it, you know? And some people just, that might just be the exact words that they need to hear that day. So I love those types of activities where students can um, share their passion for kindness and uplift others, whether it's kindness posters in the hallway or compliment cards in the classroom uh, or even kindness rocks. I think it's just important for us to embrace any opportunity to empower kids to be kind. Absolutely. Well, and I love the fact that their, their idea was, hey, we've just invested all this time to make these. Can we give them to them? I love, I mean, it's like, you're telling that story and I'm like, there's hope for our world. Yeah. <laughs> like, yes. When, when we have young people who take it upon themselves, going back to you, there's no age limit on inspiration. There's no age limit on great ideas. And it's just so comforting and encouraging when our young kids, that it wasn't the teacher saying, hey, we need to do this. I love it when it comes from the kids. That's just, that's just fantastic. 
Well, they were so excited. They said, um, well, we definitely, because I had asked them, I said, you know, I, without going into too many details, because they're younger kids, they're 10 and 11, yeah. um, but just said there was a tragedy at a, at a school on the same day we were painting our rocks. And, you know, they had agreed that we should mail them. And then a few of the voices piped up and said, wait, could we make more rocks? That way we could send rocks and we could still have rocks here. And that's what we did. We actually ended up making more rocks and carving out time to do that because it was important and it was their idea. That's just that's awesome. Well, I always, anytime I talk with somebody and I'm getting so much out of this, I always like to say, it's like, it doesn't matter if anybody listens to this because I'm getting something out of it. So <laughs> thank you. Me Kendra. too. Me too. I love exactly. chatting. I always get inspired by the people I chat with as well. Yeah. So, and, and I always like, so what's the moral or what, if anyone listening, taking away, like what I'm taking away from this is it doesn't have to be big. It mm. can be painting a rock. It can be writing a compliment on a card on a regular piece of paper. It can be a simple comment. Uh, say again, I like your shoes to that little first grader coming in or wow, nice Jersey. Ooh, you're a fan of that team too. Me too. And you make a connection to a, to an adult. Hey, nice, nice job on that lesson today. You rocked it. I mean, those little things which are so easy to do can make all <laughs> the difference in the world. Absolutely. Absolutely. You, you, you underestimate your impact every single day yep. and the power that you have to be kind to other people. Absolutely. Amen. Well, Tamara, I'm so appreciative of you taking the time and I, and I'm sure that anyone listening has gotten a ton out of this, like, like I have. And if, if anyone is, is interested, we've mentioned your book and they're interested and they're like, geez, I want to read this book. Uh, how can they connect with you online? How can they get a hold of your book? So um, the book is called A Passion for Kindness. It's available on uh, Amazon, Barnes and Noble. The digital versions are in Kindle and Nook. Um, my website is really easy because it's my name, TamaraLetter.com. That's where I continue to write stories about kindness and stories about being a mom and being an educator. On Twitter, on Instagram, you can find me at Tamara Letter. And we even have a Passion for Kindness Facebook group where we actually do post those YouTube videos of other people doing kind acts just to get the ideas going. Awesome. Well, Tamara, like I said, I've, I've started your book. I'm going to continue to continue to read it now that I have time <laughs> more, more <laughs> during the summer. That's like what, what educators do, right? It's like, oh, now that I have time to read some professional development. So uh, thank you again for taking time uh, out of your day to join me. I really, really appreciate it. Thank you for having me, Brent. This has been an absolute joy. Absolutely cool. Thank you, Tamara. And for everyone listening, thank you for listening. Hopefully hopefully you got something out of this as well. Uh, if you haven't already done so, uh, please be sure to subscribe to the podcast. Then you don't have to wonder when a new episode is coming out. We're on iTunes, uh, Google Play, Spotify. Soon we will be in Stitcher as well. Uh, you can also find the podcast on my website on the podcast page at brentcoley.com. Once again, thank you for listening, Tamara. Thank you for joining me and sharing your stories. And until next time, have a good one.